The following program is sponsored by Ron Myers Ministries. It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you today. Welcome to my neighborhood. My name is Ron Myers, and my neighborhood is all about inviting friends to be encouraged, inspired, empowered by listening to other people's stories of just a lot of chaos and hell in their life, but with faith and determination. They changed their life, and today they have peace and purpose and passion. And this time of year with Christmas right around the corner, a lot of people are just, they're worried. They're worried. They're worried about the future. They're worried about having presents under the tree. They miss their loved ones. Very normal time of year. You know, we as human beings, we have flaws, and one of them is that we just miss our loved ones when they're not here, that we make mistakes, that we worry about things. That's just what life is about in a fallen world, and it will never change. But what we can do is hold on to the one that knows our future, to hold on to the one that will guide us into the land of peace and our purpose and just make some sense of all the things that are going on in our life. My story today is a gentleman named Mitch. And Mitch, well, you're going to probably think, as you listen to his story, how patient is God? I mean, this guy kept having a setback after setback, like all of us do, all of us, come on, let's all be honest, that sometimes when we are trying to get from point A to point B, we have a hard time getting there. But then when we get there, when the journey finally brings us to a place that says, you know what, my life is going to change and I am going to find out who this Jesus is, does he have a plan for me, and can he help me with the mess in my life? And the answer is yes, yes, and yes. And Mitch's story today is another validation about this program is to share stories with individuals that are so relatable to you and I that a glimmer of hope can come alive and we can see optimism at the end of that dark tunnel that is in front of us. But today, God is going to shine some light on whatever you're going through. Let's listen to Mitch Easley and his awesome story. The reason I love to share my story is because I want Jesus Christ to be glorified through what has happened in, in my life. I was actually born and raised down there around Biloxi, Mississippi, over in Ocean Springs. My parents are absolutely amazing. They, they're uh, My mother's in ministry down there, and uh, my father very involved in deacon in the church. And I was raised in the church. All of, that, all of the childhood was great. 
but all of a sudden, at about age eight, some things started to change with me uh, emotionally. Um, and unbeknownst to me, uh, I started dealing with the signs and symptoms of, of mental illness at, at age eight, seven or eight years old. I um, would deal with depression and I didn't even know what that was. I, I would uh, cry for no reason or anxiety. I had anxiety that was just through the roof that caused me all kinds of health conditions. And then at age uh, 15, um, after years of enduring uh, the effects of the mental health and also um, dealing with a lot of, you know, kids can be kids can be cruel because of the mental health situation. I was an easy target. And uh, so I endured years of, of uh, trauma through uh, my interaction with my peers. And age 15, I uh, was hanging out with some, some folks in the neighboring towns and kids my age from my youth group at church and hanging out on the weekends. And there was beer there. And I decided without even giving it a second thought that I was going to try alcohol. And wouldn't you know, I just absolutely fell in love with it. Now, I now realize that it, it helped me feel normal and it balanced out my brain chemistry. And it, it makes you fit in, makes you feel like you fit in. It helped me forget that I didn't fit in. By age 18, I was drinking like a full-blown alcoholic while I was in school. And then at age 18, I started uh, experimenting with drugs. Then by age 21, I was uh, completely addicted to um, pain meds, using cocaine on a regular basis, and a whole a slew of other drugs. From there, I would get fired or asked to quit or just walked off the job of every every job I had ever had. At age 28, I got to the point to where a family member approached me and they recognized that uh, you know, I had a problem. And I went to a treatment facility, my first treatment facility at age 28, and got sober there. It was August the 11th of 2002 is when I was sitting in a room in a treatment facility questioning everything and my salvation. And, you know, I, I felt the Holy Spirit just say, you, you know that if you died right now, where you would go and you wouldn't be with me. And I said, well, you know, we'll talk about it tomorrow. And why not now? I just felt the Holy Spirit just tugging at my heart. Why not now? And so I sat right there on, on that bed in that little room and accepted Jesus Christ into my heart as my Lord and Savior. I'd love to be able to say that's when everything changed and my life turned around and that was the beginning of it. That was the that was the beginning of the Lord being at work in my life. But I still had lots of years of hell to go through. Since then, I got married, had a child, but still had no idea that I was struggling with an, an extreme circumstance of mental illness. And ultimately, through everything from Katrina to financial crisis, the financial meltdown in '08, I turned back to alcohol. Within a matter of six months, my marriage was over. I lost my career. And shortly thereafter, I was back in another treatment facility. Well, I'll fast forward. And I've been through 
I don't know how many emergency room visits, five treatment facilities, five arrests, all due to alcohol. I've lost all the jobs I ever had up until that point until I was almost 40 years old. Ultimately, after receiving a mental health diagnosis at age 39, I was in a psychiatric hospital at that time. Went through a few of those. I had attempted suicide. I had attempted to take my own life because I just I couldn't live with the pain or the feelings of failure that I just couldn't get sober, that I was always going to battle this. And I tried to take my own life. And I actually succeeded. I, my heart failed twice. They hooked me up to every hose and tube uh, that they had in there. And I woke up in intensive care, restrained to a bed. I couldn't even speak. I can hear the doctors telling my family, standing at my bedside, I was going to be extremely mentally challenged, handicapped. I was going to be in a wheelchair. They didn't know if I would ever walk again. They said that I would need to be on dialysis and potentially need a liver transplant. They were monitoring my blood levels every four hours to determine how extreme the damage was going to be. I couldn't speak. I couldn't even, I could hear them clearly and comprehend what they were saying. But whenever I would speak, it would just come out. Uh, Five days later, I was sitting up in the bed in intensive care, extremely depressed, but having a conversation with the doctors and the nurse nursing staff, just as I'm talking with you right now, getting up, going to the restroom by myself. And the doctor's shaking his head. Just, just, and he said, this just doesn't make any sense. This shouldn't be. And in the back of my mind, I heard the Holy Spirit just say, that, son, that's because they don't know me. Well, I spent uh, 10 days in a psychiatric hospital after that. And that's when I came to the North Georgia mountains to a 12-month, facility 500 miles away from home i left the mississippi gulf coast and it was 78 degrees and the sun was shining i was riding down the beach and i got to georgia mountains it was 42 degrees and the sun didn't come out for five days uh, i didn't know how to handle it so was that the place where the where the transformation began drugs and alcohol uh, the program of alcoholics anonymous but also uh treatment facilities will teach that Drugs and alcohol are simply a side effect to an underlying spiritual problem. And what I had going on inside of me was spiritual. That time there was an opportunity for for the Holy Spirit to come in and start to heal wounds and past hurts. And for me to invite him in and he and I together get through these, these things, when that healing, that transformation took place, I have, I have the strength and the ability to refuse alcohol and drugs, to turn away from that life. And not only that, he's now given me a platform and a ministry. So basically, the first part of your life was just a lot of hell in there. Did Jesus love the hell out of you? There absolutely is. And yes, he did love the hell out of me. There are people who can get sober, still living in the world, dealing with the hell of the world. But in order to have the fullest quality of life, Jesus Christ is the only answer. I know a lot of people that have gotten sober through a variety of programs, through their own strength, through their own power, uh, willpower. That's amazing. That's wonderful. And I congratulate them. But I will say that the fullness and the quality of life that is available to that person 
more than they would ever imagine. Not only that, there's a purpose. There's a reason that we were created. Each, each of us was created for a purpose. And until we are in relationship with Jesus Christ, we do not recognize that purpose. There is a, a fullness, a fulfillment that happens that, that God sighs peace. There is a wonderful purpose that God has a plan for each of us. And do you have an excitement for life? Absolutely. You know, that's actually, that's my career now. I've been called into ministry and I've known it for years, but I rebelled against it. And uh, it was miserable. But God has a way of boxing us in. Um, I'm now the director of a facility and I work with people every day who are living with and dealing with mental health diagnosis and substance abuse disorder or have attempted suicide or family members of suicide victims and trauma and all of these things. And then I also work with all of our local treatment facilities up here, including the one that I graduated from. So it sounds to me like you're saying that God takes our mess and turns it into a message. Absolutely. As I said in in the letter I, I sent you, Ron, I've been arrested five times, lost every job I ever had. This is a part of my testimony. Uh, five treatment facilities, four psychiatric hospitals. I don't know how many trips to the emergency emergency room, uh, intensive care after a suicide attempt, uh, and a, two heart attacks in there, a failed marriage. All of that to lead me to completely bankrupt spiritually and emotionally and financially, and I wouldn't change it for the world because out of that, God has given me a purpose and a ministry, and I'm happier than I've ever been. So right now you've got the uh, microphone, and somebody out there can relate to you. Maybe they're suffering from an addiction of some sort. What would you tell that man or that lady or that teenager? I would say that hope is absolutely possible. We're going to make mistakes, but keep trying. Just keep trying and reach out and and talk to somebody. Talk to somebody that's been there, done that, set the t-shirt on fire. It is possible. Recovery is possible. I'd like to appeal to anyone that has loved ones or friends and uh, acquaintances that, that deal with mental health diagnoses or with substance abuse. I know of three people in this past month that have committed suicide. One of them was 13 years old. And so, please, I appeal to everyone, reach out, communicate, talk to one another, um, share the gospel with each other. Absolutely. Reach out to your friends. Uh, One last thing before I let you go, Mitch. Uh, How do you get the hell out of your life? Jesus Christ is is the only way, the way, the truth, and the life. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. What's your story? We're looking for stories of hope and overcoming life's struggles with God's grace. Your story validates God's love, mercy, restoration, and forgiveness. We want to help you share your story with the world. Visit our website, thepromoter.org, and click on the Share Your Story link and submit your story. Your testimony of God's amazing grace will change a person's destiny for eternity. 
Getting encouragement is important, and it helps us overcome our fears and gives us the courage to face life's challenges. To receive weekly messages of encouragement, all you need to do is text INSPIRE to 888-527-1223. That's 888-527-1223. Our messages are intended to inspire and empower you on your life journey. Remember, life is more enjoyable when you're inspired. Welcome back, listeners. Mitch's story is a reminder that um, you can't just snap your fingers sometimes and everything is going to be okay. Maybe you know that from firsthand experience, or maybe somebody in your family or a friend of yours seemed to be over and over again doing the same thing. And, you know, you want to wring your hands and say, I can't do this anymore. But listen, we can never give up on them. And God never gives up on us. Sometimes it's a process. Some people really, unfortunately, have to hit bottom before they begin to start looking up to somebody else other than the human beings in this world, and that someone else is Jesus Christ, to begin that change, the process in their life. I know it took me until I was basically about 40 years of going through all kinds of things. And yet I had a picture of Jesus on my office wall. I went to church all the time and I tried to do everything I could for God. And then one day I just realized I can't do this. I cannot do this. And then I met grace. Grace is Everything that I needed to do, Jesus already did. So I put my trust in him instead of rules and regulations and thou shall do this, thou shall do that. And I just said, Jesus, this is your mess. You have to show me what my purpose is, what my destiny is. And friends, my whole entire life changed because when you and I come to Jesus, we ask him in our heart. He gives us a new heart. He gives us total forgiveness. In other words, all of our sins are forgiven, past, present, and future. That's right. And he was so cool to do what he did for you and I, because he knows that in a fallen world, you and I are going to have troubles. We're going to have tribulations. And he knows that it doesn't matter how many things we try to do and how religious we try to become, we only dig a hole deeper and deeper and deeper because it doesn't work that way. Because we see in the Old Testament, they could never earn their way to God. They could never do anything to have the righteousness that you and I have the ability to have with Jesus Christ. That's right. We live in the greatest time in the world where you and I can call out to Jesus, have him come in our heart and give us a whole new slate, a new opportunity in life, no condemnation, no guilt, no shame. And we actually can enjoy life. We actually 
can become free to become the person he created you and I to become. And that is the greatest gift that you can think about this Christmas. The gift that he gave you and I is so awesome. It's not religion. It's not denominations. It's not rules. It's not all kinds of crazy things. It's one thing, Jesus. We trust him. We trust the process. We have faith in him. We have daily conversation with him, and we become transparent with Jesus. And we allow him to whisper in the spirit of our soul, inspiration, encouragement, and empowerment. You know that Jesus needs you to get to your destiny as much as you want to get to where you want to go in life because you have a plan, you have a purpose, and he has something for you to do. And he is the only one that can unlock the door for you to walk through. Because to walk through the door to do what you need to do, you can't have shame, you can't have guilt, you can't have condemnation because you'll never live up to your full potential. He wants you to be free, to be you. And you and him then can start doing life together. That's the point of this show, my friends. As I said when I opened up today's show, welcome to my neighborhood. No condemnation, no judgment. It's all about Jesus. Everyone's welcome. I love you. Jesus loves you. And we want you to know that sometimes life is a mess and these troubles never seem to go away. And just when we get one foot forward, we take two steps backwards. That's what happens when we live in a fallen world. But with Jesus, you and I can overcome the anxieties, the depression, the the weariness, the tiredness, the hopelessness. I know, friends, I don't talk about this lightly. When I became a Christian, I said, I'm going to find out what I can about Jesus. I want to live the promises, the abundant life that he promised. And friends, it's really a lot simpler than we make it. Trust him. It's all about Jesus. It's not about church. It's not about religion. It's not about denominations. It's about you and Jesus united together, doing life, you trusting him, you trusting the process that he's taking you through, and one day you will say, this is pretty cool. I am living life with Jesus, and there is meaning, and there is purpose. Thank you, Jesus. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. When Charlie Brown wants to know what Christmas is all about, Linus quotes the biblical account of the first Christmas with maybe the five best words in the Christmas story. The angel tells the shepherds, I bring you good news. Man, have you listened to the news lately? Pretty dark, scary stuff. And maybe this Christmas you're dealing with your own personal bad news. The diagnosis, the trouble at home, the broken relationship, the broken heart. We need that good news this Christmas. Well, here's what the angel said the good news is. A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So why is Jesus such good news? Well, first, he's the Savior. He loves you so much. He died for your sins. And second, 
He's the Messiah who can heal what's broken and make things right. And he's the Lord, totally in control of everything that seems out of control. And he stands ready to be your personal Savior beginning today. I hope you'll contact us at 888-NEED-HIM or chataboutjesus.com. This is life-saving news. We would like to express our gratitude to Coffee News for their support of this program. Are you tired of scrolling through the same old news feeds every morning? Then switch things up with Coffee News. Our publication is filled with interesting stories, brain teasers, and uplifting quotes that are sure to brighten your day. And now you can access Coffee News anytime, anywhere by visiting our website. So whether you're sipping your morning coffee at your favorite cafe or browsing online from your desk, we've got you covered. Start your day off right with Coffee News at readcoffeenewsonline.com. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Well, friends, my time is up, and thank you for stopping by my neighborhood, the neighborhood that's all about Jesus. No condemnation, no judgment, just the love, forgiveness, and mercy of Jesus Christ. And if you know somebody in your life that you haven't spoken to in a while because, well, maybe they or you just said something that shouldn't have been said, but it's hard to make that conversation take place or even hard to text a message. Hey, this is the Christmas season. Let's reach out to those that have wronged us. They have hurt us and reach out and extend an olive branch. Maybe you can't call them, but why not send a text that says Merry Christmas, thinking about you or something. When you have Jesus living on the inside of you, he will just really encourage you to do the right thing. Now, religion will have you put that off for a while, and it will probably never get done. This is the season of forgiveness, of love that came to this world. So let's spread that love. And no one in this world is exempt from doing boneheaded things. We all do them. So don't hold something against somebody else just because they did not live up to your expectations. Jesus is the reason for the season. Well, I'm in the mood for some football. I love the playoffs coming up with the college and the pro football. I love it to see the players get in the end zone and uh, point up, or you'll see their little symbols on their face, the crosses. You know, it's their way to proclaim that Jesus is a part of their life. I'll be back next week, and remember this. I love you. Jesus loves you. And when you give Jesus your heart, he takes the hell out of your life. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. 
And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.